love slaves out there. Thunderlips is here. In the flesh, baby. <laughs> Even now, the terror is welling up inside you. These are godless times, Mrs. Snell. I'll drink to that. Hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. I shot him six times. He's not human. It's got a death curse. Shut the door, shut the door. He's a real... Get out of here! Can't you see we don't want you anymore? I'm the Lord of the Harvest. Listen, this cake is for my cousin and my sister-in-law. Okay, you guys filled it like my, you know what? It looks like crap. I'm busy working on this cake. What do I gotta babysit? For that, you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. I don't know. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? Almost definitely. Shit! The ice is gonna break! Sometimes dead is better. Give me a keg of beer. Groovy. You stole my story. Break me off a piece of that fancy feast. You've had your whole fucking life to think things over. What good's a few minutes more gonna do you now? Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. She called it shiny. Werewolf for mitzvah, spooky, scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. It's the holiday season. And we're gonna have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. When you stay with the great smell of brood, the great smell of brood stays with you. I talk too much. I also listen too much. I could be a cold-hearted cynic like you. But I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Well, you think what you want about me. I'm not changing. I like, I like me. My wife likes me. My customers like me. Because I'm the real article. What you see is what you get. TCR. I almost <laughs> forgot the name of the show. Uh, three nobodies discussing the horror film genre, and we're those nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. I'm Kendall, I guess. Um, somebody's unsure of their identity. Mm. Um, this is, of course, our continuing series through the Stephen King adaptations. Uh, that we have cleverly named Hailed to the King. Uh, so far, we have discussed um, Carrie the Shining and Creep Show. And mm-hmm. uh, they've been really fun thus far. Mm-hmm. Thus far. Yep. Um, 
and today we are discussing uh, Cujo, which mm-hmm. is a movie. AKA All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah. Or Hill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Helvin. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and uh, Doug. Can you? Oh, you already did. You you summed this what? movie up by saying all dogs go to heaven. I did. Yeah. Um. So why don't you give us the stats? Well, it was released uh, August twelfth, nineteen eighty three. Hmm. And the budget was eight million. Yes. And the return was twenty one million. Yeah, which is not that's not too shabby. Um No, not at all. You know, it's not a giant juggernaut, but since the movie has come out, um, developed quite a cult following. It's a it's a favorite mm-hmm. of many people. Um and I think it is okay. This is my first time. This is your first time seeing it? Oh, okay. Interesting. Had you seen it before? Yeah, I've seen it before. Okay. Nope, my first time. Hmm. It was my first time seeing it all the way through. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I've seen bits and pieces here and there throughout the years, but I've never actually sat and watched the entire thing. And how do you feel having sat and watched the entire thing? I enjoyed it. I do, too. I think... um, once you get really once you get to the car that's really all this movie is um yeah the more i'm thinking about the uh everything that sets up like you really just want to get to that car and um that's really what i think the movie is there's a lot of there's a lot of character stuff going on um that doesn't and really matter yeah, it didn't really pan out, and... You don't care about Tom Atkins' brother, fucking D. Wallace? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ron Atkins? I was about to say, I was going to call him Rich. <laughs> Rich Atkins? Um, yeah, there's a... And look, I tried to... Um, I tried to uh, think about you know what this infidelity could mean or if there was like some bigger thing behind all that stuff and uh if you haven't seen the film it's odd that you're listening to this but if you want us to break it down for you basically uh this lady cheats on her husband um Mm -hmm. and then he leaves and that's really the only reason for that is just so that he's not around so that she can be trapped in that car for a while. Yeah, and I mean, the whole her um, scorned lover trashing the house kind of does provide a little bit of a delay in him getting to her. Yeah. Kind of... Yeah, again. Yeah. It... It's not a, enough to really matter that much. It's a story. For I think him. that all could easily could have been thrown out. Yeah, and it could have just, just been him on a business trip. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or she's just a single mom. Yeah, it's just more. It's, most Stephen King things, 
there's a lot of backstory and character development that leads to nowhere yeah this one big time um I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that, like, for what the movie no, is... No, it's not bad. It's no. just, yeah, the, the, it doesn't really pertain to the story. You're just it like, doesn't. oh, okay. And it's a lot of the movie. All right. It's a big chunk of yeah. it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we know where uh, her husband works, whose name... I don't even know his name. Vic. Vic? Victor, yeah. Okay. We don't... We know where Vic works, like what he does for a living. Um, he makes non-nutritive cereal <laughs> cereal varnish. varnish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, we just learn a lot about this character, who his whole, like, you know, his whole, his whole point, like his whole role in the movie, is what because to be gone. Yeah, because even when he finally yeah. gets there at the end, like it's already. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. No, I it agree. was like a, a weird, really odd attempt at a female hero. Yeah. Yeah. That really just went a strange direction. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I don't know. All the character stuff is weird. Once you get to, once they're trapped in the car. It gets real good, um, but um, like you know, everything kind of leading up to that really. Um, there's a reason. There's a reason that that scene, you know, with the dog attacking the car, is what people remember because the rest of this movie, there's nothing. The, it just <laughs> doesn't make any sense. And um, I mean, it makes sense, but it's it's just pointless. I think. Um, and again, it's not bad. I think all the acting is good, but um, you know, it just—I really do like the the last shot of the movie, where she like whips the door open and like there's that dramatic yeah. like. You know, it really—you know what it reminds me of—is um, the end of uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Well, seen this movie. Yeah. Thought you were gonna say rude. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, because Elise had never seen that movie, so I watched, I showed it to her last Thanksgiving. We didn't watch it this year, but um, I showed it to her last Thanksgiving, and she was so befuddled by how dramatic the end of the movie is. Like, like, um, Steve Martin's wife is so happy to see him make it home in time for Thanksgiving that she's like crying and he is too and I know it's Thanksgiving but it's like it was never built into the story that like he's just never around or that this was a particularly special Thanksgiving or anything and then that shot of John Candy just like nodding like this is, <laughs> yeah. this is what it's all about it's just so hysterically over dramatic at the end for no reason and I feel- Is that a John Hughes movie? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh that every one of his movies is like that. <laughs> Just mm, that's what yeah, love's like- all about. <laughs> I loved it. Um and that's kind of what this <laughs> Every like. movie ends with John Candy with the thumbs up going mm-hmm. <laughs> movies he's Especially not even in. <laughs> um 
So the end of this just reminded me of that for some reason. Uh, if the end of this movie reminded you of planes and trains and automobiles, we might be good friends. Uh, write me. Yeah, write at- us at carterrantspot <laughs> at gmail.com. What is your favorite John Candy moment? <laughs> Let us know. Um, I mean, this movie could have been made, uh, you know, just th- that much more entertaining if uh, if John Candy had been like, uh, you know, uh, that one guy's friend, Jerry. Jerry. No, not not even that. I'm gonna go through and load this entire movie into my editing software on my phone, and then. <laughs> After D. Wallace comes out of the the very end shot, comes out of the house and meets her husband. Hard cut to John Candy from Plain Street Automobile. It's just mm-hmm. credit. <laughs> Cujo. Um, I did. Now this is only the second time I've seen this movie. I saw it earlier this year, and I remember like there's all these like shots of the dog. Just looking fucked up, and I was finally because Elise has seen this a bunch, and I was like, "What's up with that dog?" And she's like, "He has rabies," and I was like, "Oh wait, the dog's not Satan?" And she was like, "No," and I'm like, "No, this movie's not what I thought it was. I thought it was yeah, gonna no. be supernatural. This is a rabid no. dog. This is just the end of Old Yeller. This is natural things. That's what makes it more tense. You're like, this shit yeah. could happen to you. Yeah, bit John Candy." Yeah, now that bat, there was something wrong with that bat for sure. So apparently in the novel, there <clears throat> is a, like a supernatural aspect to mm-hmm. all this. But um, yeah, the movie went just a totally... Um, Streamlined. Yeah, there you also go. Also in the novel, the boy dies. So his, well, his I'm his glad boy. he didn't in the movie because holy fuck. Uh, I had a hard time getting through that. I told you. Like, there's something about it. There's something about just watching this child in peril and this helpless parent. Is that really... kid was fucking phenomenal in this movie. Yeah. Very much so. He was great. Yeah. I don't want to know what oh, they did. Yeah. I don't want to know what they did to terrify him so <clears> much, but. Uh... Dude, that was. Le- he was legit terrified. Crying yeah. and shit. Like. Yeah. I have a son his age, and I've seen him terrified, and he acts the exact same way. I know. It's on, I'm that, telling um, you, it it's one of the most tense, like children peril movies that I think I've ever seen, and I think it's it's oh, most definitely it's really effective. Yeah, that first uh, freak out scene in the car where he first like breaks down and cries a lot. That was yeah. I want to go home. I want to go home. That got me. Yeah, that was that was gut wrenching. Yeah, that kid's mm-hmm. uh, that kid's pretty good. Yeah, uh, this was. Is, a, go ahead. No, I was just like, uh, mm. hard to watch. This was, of course, directed by Louis Teague. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1980, he made the film Alligator. Yes. And then in 1990, he made the movie Navy Seals. Ooh. Ooh, Navy Seals. <laughs> Um, those are his. Those, according to IMDb, this and those two were his most notable. Um, uh, who was originally supposed to direct this? Ooh, I don't know that. I don't uh, know well, that. keep talking and I'll find it. I will. Um, and this book is uh, famous for Stephen King saying that uh, 
he was so fucked up uh, in his alcoholism and drug abuse that he does not remember writing it. So I read. Nice. Yeah. That's in his... Um, that's in his book about or on writing, which was his writing book. Um. All right. And the idea, like uh, this was. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry, Kendall. I always cut you off. You go ahead. No, I was gonna, the the idea apparently came to him, and he was walking somewhere and saw a giant Saint Bernard one day, and was just very adamant that this was a Saint Bernard. Those dogs are fucking gigantic and scary. But they're super nice. Yeah, which, like, apparently created a problem, like, in the making of the movie, because the um, the trainer on staff for the, for the movie uh, tried to get him to go a different direction, tried to get Teague, what mm-hmm. he said, to go a different direction, and um, go with a different species that was more easily trainable, and uh, yeah. he refused, so... Dude had to train like well, going back to, um, Yeah. Uh, they used a, a bunch of St. Bernard's and one lab in a St. Bernard costume. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there were scenes where, especially when the, it was uh, attacking the, that goober in that shack and the, his original <laughs> owner, um, where the dog was supposed to be fierce and mean looking, but it's sitting there wagging its tail and like, hey, I'm happy to see your ass. Let's play. Yeah, I read somewhere that they had to like tie the the Saint Bernard's tails down with fishing line because they kept wagging their tails. That doesn't sound. Yeah, right. I saw him wag his tail a lot. And he was but anyway. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, it was originally supposed to be directed by Peter Maydak who has directed a ton of stuff, but is most famous for The Changeling, which is probably the best Haunted House movie ever made. Never in my seen opinion. it. Never seen it. Good stuff. Better Good than Poltergeist? Um, uh, I'm, this is like your classic haunt, Haunted House you. type of movie. I got you. And you know, Poltergeist is more than a Haunted House movie. That's true. So, yeah. The Changeling. Yes. I own it. You'll be here soon. We'll watch it. That's very true. I will be there. I'll report back. Man on the field. Man on the street. All right, whatever. (laughs) This is Caleb. I watched a movie. Big surprise. That's what we do here every week. (laughs) You're sitting right next to me. Why are you telling me? Um, (laughs) Um, yeah, so I don't I don't know, man. Um, is there anything you guys want to highlight about this movie? I mean, there's just not... <laughs> yeah, there's not a whole... It's not real dense. I, I have mean... a feeling this is going to be a little low energy, just because there, there's really not a lot. I mean, this can be summed up in one sentence. Like, yeah. I mean, forward. it's hard to... Um, it's hard to express... Um, if you haven't watched it, you just got to watch it. It's hard to express how tense all that time in the car is like it's yes it is extremely tense and uh, that dog is terrifying yeah he is now um and there's a dog crying outside right now all the time um i was gonna say something else about the saint bernards but i don't remember 
Yeah, I don't know. Man, I feel like this is kind of a bummer. I don't know what to say about this movie. Um, there's, it, it's not really anything that stands out about it, other than, I mean, it's not bad, but it's just, it's a weird movie to have a conversation about, I guess. Yeah, and it's, it's strange because the times have changed. Okay. In regard to, like, animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... I did. I, I did a little bit of digging, like to make sure that there was no just blatant mistreatment of animals during the filming of this. There wasn't. Like Milo and Otis. Oh my God! Please don't. Oh God! And that's a family movie. Jesus <laughs> this is a horror Christ. movie. Let's throw a box of cats off of a waterfall. I can't. Milo and Otis. I'm like one of those idiots that like show a video of like someone being shot in the face, and I'm totally fine. But even mention a kitten being thrown over a waterfall and I'm, I'm gonna I think, I think that's an avenue we might need to go down <laughs> I'm not talking about for real being shot in the face I'm talking about a movie <laughs> I watch Next ISIS videos <laughs> I watch ISIS videos from dawn till night and I just don't feel anything but I watch Milo and Otis I shit my pants <laughs> I'm not a monster <laughs> talking about in film i can't i just something about like children and animals like voiceless people that can't defend themselves mm-hmm. and animals are people i was about to say <laughs> i can't handle it i can't children and animals i just can't uh, even if it's fictitious um something really cute though um loki my dog watched this with me and okay so loki's a boxer for anyone who doesn't know um and boxers have that signature like head tilt thing do you guys do your guys boxers do the head tilt thing oh yeah Mm. loki doesn't she never has like i've seen her do it a couple times really the entire like first 10 minutes of this movie it was so adorable she was like tilting her head like hardcore it was really cute yeah i don't know that i don't know that sadie really does it either she just kind of stares like just like a big old dumb at everything <laughs> well it was the just the opening scene with the rabbit and the the like the dog. cave yeah. thing oh, and the bats yeah. she just kept tilting her head it was adorable uh my dog was asleep the whole time and farting <laughs> so lucky was also farting you think Cujo's farts are real bad? Ooh. Evil farts. I would imagine so. Uh, my wife's friend has had a St. Bernard, and uh, man, that was the nastiest dog. Friendly as hell, but the nastiest, like, slobbered on everything and farted on everything constantly. That's all they do is fart and slobber. That's the real horror. And we'll, oh, man. And we'll down a giant fucking bag of dog food in one setting yeah that's those things are (laughs) my uncle had a saint bernard um when i was younger and it's toy like it's toy that it played with in the backyard was (laughs) Was a human baby it was a full-size seven-year-old that had like broken or something and they ended up just like setting it in the backyard and it became the saint bernard's toy like a full-size we're going to disney world stroller <laughs> um, well, we found the Saint Bernard. Me and some friends of mine one time. He's a puppy, and I thought he was like a year old, but he was like just born. Like 
the doctor was like, no, this thing, yeah. this thing might be six, eight weeks old tops. Um, yeah, they're gigantic. Yeah, huge. And when he was a year old, I mean, he was almost as big as Cujo. He's gigantic. But my friend kept him. They named him Dino. He was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a sunburn one time, and Dino snuggled with me for a whole day. Aww. Yeah. That's cuter than hell. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, like, the bigger dogs are, the less time they live. I bet St. Bernard's don't live very long, do they? Man, I, I bet... I bet eight years, ten tops, but maybe eight years. Well, great, great Danes live to, to seven. I know yeah. that. Yeah. I, My cousin had two great Danes, and they both died at seven, like on the dot. Man. Hmm. Their, their hearts just give out. Just like Andre the Giant. And on that note, y'all have fun. <laughs> Cujo. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah, I know. It feels weird. When did uh, your pet die? Let us know at carpenterrantspod at gmail.com or send us a voicemail. Well, here's the thing. Like, this is your first time seeing it? Mm-hmm. This is your first time seeing it all the way through. All the way through, yeah. I saw it earlier this year for the first time. So, it's not like a movie that we have a history with or that we saw as children and maybe affected the way we see dogs. So... My wife saw this as a child. She was terrified of big dogs uh, for a long time. Mm. But as an adult man, I don't know why. I don't know why I specified the last part of it. But uh, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I just was like, you know, what was scary to me was like, bitch, you gotta get that kid some help. He's having an episode. Oh yeah, so that's what that's man what didn't like that. It's true, <clears throat> of course. Um, I don't know. The score didn't really stand out to me. It was weird. Yeah. The, there were like the score was all over the place. Yeah, it was like at, inspirational at mo- sounding <laughs> when it should have been. Yeah, <laughs> at moments we had that uplifting John Williams shit. Or um, yeah. And then we had like Carpenter esque stuff, you know, when appropriate. When it was the dark times, we had the dark stuff. When it was light stuff, we had the light stuff. It's very cookie cutter. Yeah. I, look, this movie, this movie doesn't do anything like that breaks the mold in any way, really. Other than I think the car scene is what the entire thing is built toward. I don't know how this book plays out. I can't imagine. I can't imagine reading this book. I don't. You know got any more details on the uh, supernatural elements of the book, Kendall? I don't. Sorry. No, that's fine. Well, then the uh, the cinematography was like a step above a movie of the week. <laughs> Who did the cinematography? Uh, John Cujo. I don't know. Let me look at this. <laughs> <John>. <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, Jan de Bois, uh, some kind of French name I can't pronounce. Mm. Who was Carpenter's second cinematographer that we used to make fun of all the time? Oh man, you'd have to ask. Um, 
think it's Gary. God damn it. We made fun of him so hard. Oh, it's Kib. Yes. Because we used to say, you got to be kibbing me. That's right. He's terrible. Uh, Well, the cinematographer for Cujo went on to do Speed and Twister. Nice. Um, He he also did Die Hard, The Hunt for Red October, and Basic Instinct. Nice. And numerous other things. Oh, well. Well, he got better. Yeah, well, there were a couple cinematography things that I did like about this. Um, especially toward the beginning, there was one shot where um, Tad was was going to bed, and he was doing the thing where he was trying to click his light switch off and like run and jump to his bed as quickly as he could. That was cool. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It did that like pulled zoom thing that exaggerated yeah. the distance between like the light switch and the bed. Oh, that was pretty cool. And yeah. um, those dramatic like cut zooms to the door when Donna was you know trying to you know get into the house. Yeah. The only artistic thing was the the kid running through the to the bed. Everything else was it didn't suck, but it wasn't spectacular. It did like it didn't stand out. I don't think anything was spectacular. I think, and I, but I don't think anything sucked either. I think it was just, it was just a movie. I did like the like that Carrie esque shot um, yeah. in the car, like this, like after. Uh, I think it, I guess it was the the scene where Cujo like comically ran into the side <laughs> of the car and then busted the window. Like and that you got dinosaur that, from Jurassic World. You got that, like, <laughs> s- the spinning shot in the car. That was pretty cool. That was cool. And that was effective. Mm-hmm. It was, like, dizzying, for sure. How long were they in that car all together? Like, two days? It, I think no, it was like, three like, or four days. Three or four days. Because it was, yeah, like, sundown, yeah. like, overnight, at least three nights. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, when the sun went down, did anybody think after the sun goes down? Because I most definitely not did. at all. <laughs> Maybe that's because it's my ringtone. No, it's not. <laughs> it should be. I hope it is after this. Um. Oh man. All right. Well, can we I talk mean, about? I'm yeah, sorry. go for it. I don't know what to talk about. Can we talk about? Okay, a couple weird things. So. <clears throat> The first, uh, this chair is so squeaky. I'm sorry. She's farting a lot. She's trying to blame it on my furniture. Tootin. Mm. Um. So the first n- night, uh, <clears throat> what's his name? Tad, like freaks out because of the monster in his closet. They like yes. harp on him for eating junk food, and then the next morning he's at breakfast eating the cereal that like his dad helps market. They know what the hell's in it, mm-hmm. and they allow him to eat this cereal with like spoonfuls of sugar so yes yeah there's well, that well okay so there is the whole like um there's this whole mentality like where we didn't understand food at this in this era so it was just like cereal is obviously healthy because it's for breakfast and it starts your day and like yeah just like even with the sugar they're like yeah put a little sugar on your cereal but the cereal is healthy for you because it's grains and oats and whatever else 
the whole episode of uh, them recalling the serial and the whole reason you know the dad left because they had to do was based on a real thing like when Frankenberry first came out it was turning everyone's piss and shit pink or red because of the dye they used nice. and it was freaking people I mean freaking them the fuck out and they were like rushing kids to the emergency room and shit because their shit was pink so based on true events I remember um this is all related. I remember my sister was selling cookie dough in middle school or something, high school or whatever. And it was um, it was designed to be like Play-Doh, but you could bake it and eat it. So it was cookie dough that was just... I remember dyed. that. It was just dyed cookie dough, basically. So um, I had a blue one, and so you could make shapes and then you know, like Play-Doh, but then you'd bake it and eat it. Did you have that Burger King black bone dookie? No, but it was like, I mean, it was like, as it was royal blue. <laughs> it was like I'd swallowed a blue yeah, dye pack. <laughs> it was like I'd stolen a dye pack from the bank, you know, I'd stole a bag of money, and in order to keep it from exploding, I swallowed it, and it exploded in my butt. <laughs> And so I was just pooping like blue ink. It was, and I didn't, I forgot about the cookies, honestly. I don't know what was happening to me. I was like, I gotta go to the doctor. I'm shitting liquid Smurfs. I don't know what's going on. I've been there. Those, uh, I've had some St. Patrick's Day cupcakes from Walmart when I was a kid, and I had super green shit. Forest green. <laughs> mm hmm. Could paint with it. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> Anything else you want to bring up, Kendall? Um, the- <laughs> Cujo. I want to know how Victor, Vic, what's his nuts, even has a job if he signed up. Because he like does marketing for mm-hmm. this cereal company, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's one of their clients. Um, how does he have a job after signing off on a commercial that ends with nothing wrong here? Yeah, it's what a, the hell? yeah, it's What's weird. That? Different times. Yeah, it's things odd. were different back in the early '80s. And again, like, again, you know, you don't, I don't, you don't even need Vic for this movie to happen. You need him to go away. I feel like yeah. the the roles of Vic and Steve should have been switched. Who was Steve? Steve was the the lover. Oh, that okay. she called the or the Ron Adkins. <laughs> that he called the the town stud. Yeah. Not very studly. Yeah, who is this guy? And he like lives in squalor. Like it's his house is gross. Well, you know, like you know push those around guys. Women. Yeah, those guys that like repair stuff and shove women. He did. <laughs> he didn't have a headboard. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a profession. He's like a, he didn't have a headboard. <laughs> He's slipping. I don't have a headboard. <laughs> I don't have a headboard. I have a crappy I, Craigslist. Headboard. I have two headboards. That's how grown I am. <laughs> but like, I, just, I respect the shit out of women. Look at all these gross. headboards. Yeah, it's just <laughs> gross. <laughs> um. Also, his name's yeah, If you go to someone's house and they don't have a headboard, run. They, <laughs> yeah. they don't treat women properly. He is not woke. 
AF. He or she. Hey, you stay woke. Yeah, you know what? Gender roles and stuff. And he was like yeah, sleeping you in the middle of the day. I don't yeah, know. Everything no. about him is just... Loser. Yeah. yeah. Typical brute behavior. <laughs> yeah, it was. His name might as well have just been Brute Brute. True. Brute Brutenson. <laughs> um, but I feel like maybe Donna had done something like this before because there was that weird scene where Steve like comes in the house to bring this bench or table that he had finished making yeah. for them and he leaves after he causes this like scuffle like breaking that mug spilling milk breaking eggs on the floor and Vic just looks at her and says yes or no and she says yes so mm. it's like is this something they've been through before I, I think Vic a, had just had a, a feeling that it had been going on well, he and caught he him. just now said something that was after he called yeah. him that's true that, that's true that's true Hmm. Forgot about that. He just drove by and he was violently shaking her outside her pinto. With his shirt off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, put a shirt on if you're going to go outside. Whether you're doing your yard Did work or shaking a horn lake. Yes. <laughs> Dude looked like a have- lady. <laughs> <laughs> so, from the get go. This this do reminded me of Stephen Avery. Um, have either of you watched Making a Murderer? No. no. He looked like a young Stephen Avery. Uh, I just got through with part two. I rather enjoyed. So yeah. He looks like a young yeah, Stephen Avery. Yeah, pretty good. I watched like twenty yeah. minutes of it, and I was like, I all right. Oh, that's not really your bag. It's not. <clears throat> also, I had already heard that the filmmakers had omitted things. Uh, purposefully to warp the perception of the narrative, um, which is how all documentary filmmaking yeah. works. But it's it was like, like it's investigative journalism. But it was important stuff. Um, so, and then I was just like, <laughs> I, and then they're like, we're doing a second one. And I asked Elise, I said, what do they do? Let him out and then do it again? Like, I have no idea. This, this show's gotten repetitive. Um, <laughs> I like it. I'm a true crime like. Yeah, I know. I know you guys like that stuff. I like I like make believe as much as possible. I really want one of those like T-shirts both. that says "Free Stephen Avery." I guess, or I, I think so. <laughs> Free Stephen Avery. I think so. I like. I won't even watch a movie if it says "based on a true" or "inspired by true events." I'm like, Mm-mm, that's too true. You've seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Nope, I don't even heard of it. Even though we did a commentary, <laughs> two commentaries. I didn't watch them. I sat there with my eyes closed. Um, mm. I don't like truth in my storytelling. Mm. Anytime people are like, "I like that because it feels real," I'm like, "Not me. I want to leave every movie going. There's no possible way that could ever happen." That was great. I'm going to leave every movie seeing John Candy give his approval <laughs> to what, what just happened. <laughs> All right, so I'm recasting this movie. John Candy plays Vic and the dog and the little boy. What the hell? John Candy as Cujo. <laughs> he played a dog in Spaceballs. Maybe that's future Cujo. Oh. I tried to think of, of 
like a futuristic name for Cujo, and it just felt miserable. Cujo. Cujo. Sorry about your boy, missus. <laughs> I'm not feeling too good. <laughs> Got in a scuffle with a batter. <laughs> Can we talk about the discharge from this dog's eyes, please? It's awful. Ooh, man, eye boogers from hell. Mm. It's disgusting. I, you know what? Sadie gets awful eye boogers. And I was watching this movie, and I was like, I think Sadie might be a Cujo. <laughs> I was. I asked my wife, who has no knowledge of rabies. Um, <laughs> do dogs usually snot from their eyes when they have oh, rabies? And I bet she, she vomited. Like, no, she, can't she didn't. Handle it stuff didn't make like her that. sick, actually. Boy. Why bats got rabies so bad? I don't know, but man. That, that <laughs> sick was not... Didn't cause me any kind of, like, uneasiness because I think bats are adorable. Okay. So that scene was just cute to me. I don't know. Oh, they're playing. Especially those vampire bats that was in the movie. <laughs> they were cute. Those are some mean-looking bats. It's they like Fox cute. and the Hound, but it's like Hound and the Bat. That's your sequel. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm a that, hound, hound. That's how we get John Candy to voice it. There and we go. go back in time because he's dead. Yeah. Hey there, fella. I bet there's a thing you could do. But there's a thing where you could just input all his like voice into a computer and then, you know, I just yeah. get a sound alike. I'm we, sure there's a voice actor that can sound like him. I think technology is the way to go. Okay. I don't Spend want all any, that money. I don't want anything based in reality, Doug. You know this about me. Well, animated Cujo starring a dead John Candy is pretty un unrealistic. So let's do it. Yeah, sounds perfect. <laughs> animated Cujo um I know it seems like uh I know it seems like the three of us didn't watch this movie but we totally did and you should too I watched it and enjoyed it yeah I did too like I didn't think it was I I just was like wow that was a movie okay but you if if you've seen just the the car scene you've seen this movie like the parts of Cujo I've seen are the car scenes and that's all you want to see and that's in fact, that's what probably, everything leads to. It's the best part of the movie, and it's super tense. Mm. You feel really fucking bad for uh, Dee Wallace and uh, the Tatter, yeah. and that poor cop that got ripped Dead to shit. Bull. Oh, I forgot about the cop. Yeah, Man, but go to hell, yeah. Jerry, because he was a litter bug. I think that's why Kirjo tore a new one. Yeah, it wasn't the rabies at all. <laughs> Um, Jerry. Jerry's the one who owned Cujo, right? Joe is the one. Joe who Joe owned Cujo. We didn't, Joe. we didn't talk about Joe or his wife. Yeah. His because it doesn't matter. Guy. Yeah, I know, but that his was mind. I liked. I like. I mean, Joe was a real piece of shit too. Let's be honest. She had to win the lottery to get away from his ass. Yeah. Poor Stockholm syndrome lady. Oh yeah. I bought you an engine hoist. I'm going to go see my sister and leave forever. Goodbye. I'll bet you ain't. Feed the dog. <laughs> Feed the dog. Your body. <laughs> Cujo. <Cougar. laughs> 
And uh, that piece of shit friend of his that literally poured his garbage in his backyard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like Jason. Cujo is just Jason. Yeah, where Jason was upset that, um, you know, women weren't being taken seriously. Cujo's upset that... Cujo's like that Native American who has the one tear. Only it's a giant eye spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is one tear. One giant yellow tear. Didn't Jason come after someone after they littered somewhere? Probably. I don't remember. Probably. All right, Jason's a feminist icon, and Cujo is uh, the then, voice of uh, pollution, right, of Earth right. Yeah. He's a big Yeah, thank you. EPC. Mm-hmm. You know me. Environmental protection canine? Cujo. Yeah. Um, they both work. Yeah. No, I like Cujo, but I just, you know, it, it's a weird, there's nothing, you know how with The Shining, there was so much we couldn't even talk about all of it? Well, with Cujo, there's not enough to talk about at all. It's just like, you know, we could give you every little detail, but it really doesn't matter And once you get to the car. There's like some cool stuff that you'll see throughout, but you really just got to watch it. I mean, and I don't think it's going to be, yeah. I don't think it's anything that you're going to be like, this is one of my favorite movies ever. But, uh, you know, in fact, go to YouTube, watch the car scenes. How, how long was all that detail? Like 30 minutes? Yeah, I'd say. Um, yeah. I'd say about half an hour. So there's a about very, a, very tense and emotional 30 minutes. Yeah. With the weird payoff, though, the her opening the door and running into her husband's arms, um... Yeah, my wife commented on that. She was like, that's it? And I was like, yeah, Stephen King can't write any. And he also, he's also notorious, and I guess it gets better, I mean, I know that it does, it gets better later on, but a lot of that early stuff is, you know, like, what the most relief a woman can have in that moment is when her man finally shows up, you know, like, she's been a a damn, she's almost... Like you said, she's almost like an interesting female hero, but then at the end, what she really needs is someone to save her. So She needs a lounge to collapse on from her vapors. <laughs> yeah. Such a weird ending. Um, and King does that a lot. I, I can't stand, especially in that older stuff, like The Shining. I don't know if we... Uh, touched, different times. Yeah. I don't even know if we touched on it in The Shining, but in the book... His wife is like super hot, and they talk like yeah. You talked about that. She's blonde and she has giant tits, and he's like always like playing with her nipples under her sweater and stuff. It's just like that she just has to have him kind of stuff, and that happens in it also with Ben Haskam. Like there's a line in the book where it's like he's the kind of guy that could get any lady he wants, and right away I'm like, there's a lot of fucked up stuff in it. Yeah, there's a, you know, there's a preteen gangbang, which is odd. Mm-hmm. Odd choice. Mm-hmm. And the filmmakers were like, what if they just hold hands at the end? Might might work. It might work a lot better. Yeah. Anybody want to see these preteens fuck? No. And Nobody. The people who do Nobody. should not be in the movie theater. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a 
let me you know what I think I can say this four movies in that's Stephen King kind of an odd guy hmm little little left of center you know what I mean okay I don't I was he's he's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he's got a little brood in him <clears throat> oh definitely um but if you if you read Stephen King you notice that like you know, he kind of updates with the time, so, um, uh, his, his female characters are a little more uh, developed than they used to be, and his, and all of his characters are saying the N-word a lot less than they used to be, so. Well, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) It's always good. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't have much. I don't have much to say about Cujo. Um, not in a bad way. You should check out Cujo. But if I was gonna remake Cujo, we're I, supposed to be remaking Cujo. Okay, cool. Well, I'll be interested to see that because what I would do is, uh, first of all, single mother. There's no point in any of that. Definitely single mother. Single mother. In fact, he's a sperm bank baby. That's it. <laughs> I wish that they had played up a little more, um, like, because he, I mean, he has seizures. Wish they had yeah. played up, like, some epilepsy type thing where mm-hmm. he's, like, in great peril because he doesn't have his medication, something like that. But this well, is just, Which he like, had zero knowledge of until he had him in the right. car. I feel like maybe it was just brought on by that, but I feel like it could have been made even more tense if this were, yeah. like, a pre-existing thing. That was just looming. Yeah. You know what I'd do? I'd fucking I'd fucking phone booth this movie. Like you're I put John Candy in it. <laughs> like you're only in the car. That'd be the only set piece I'd have. Yeah, and the dog calls her on the phone. Yeah. No, I don't I don't need it any <laughs> No. Like you're only in the car, so everything can be done. You know, she can be on she can be on a cell phone like speakerphone with somebody. She's got to take the car wherever. The car breaks down. Fucking evil dog there. She's out of like cell service or whatever the fuck. Boom, same movie happens. But um, you know, I do the whole I do the whole thing. I just the whole movie would be like phone booth. It'd just be but without a phone. <laughs> car phone. <laughs> car booth. Car. <laughs> Cooch booth. Um, <laughs> your face. That's so disgusting. Um, yeah, that's what I do. I I just focus on what matters, and that's the story that matters. And I'd get some backstory about the kid. Um, yeah, that's what I do. And I don't need to know why the dog's fucked up. I don't need to see the dog playing with a rabbit and, and his best friend, the bat, that people think are adorable. Bats are cute. No, I didn't mind that, all that because it was, you know, just setting the, the rabies thing up, which is a natural thing that happens. So, you know, it's just all like, watch out for rabies, everybody. And then we, John Candy's all like, mm-hmm. Can we do Cujo, but with mad cow disease, and it's a cow that goes crazy? <laughs> Yes. Because a cow is in Mujo. TM. (laughs) 
peaked right now. Right now. <laughs> it's not going to get any better than that. Good night, everybody. CarpenterRanchPod at gmail.com. <laughs> Die candy approved. Oh, my God. I wasn't ready for Mujo. <laughs> no great. one's ready for Mujo. <clears throat> I got to make a movie poster tonight. Um, <laughs> Mujo. Yeah, I think that... You know how... You know how Creed... They were like, we're not going to remake Rocky. We're just going to continue the Rocky universe in a new storyline using existing universe characters. So... In Cujo, at some point, Cujo bit a cow. And years later, that cow became oh. Mujo. <laughs> so we're just playing in the same universe without having to remake a classic. <laughs> you guys can't see, but Doug is disapproving of all of this. No, you burst Mujo, okay? <laughs> you, you verbally trademarked it right here. Well, I'll, I'll figure something out for Mujo later. Mm. I think I gave you the the best you'll ever get. We'll see about that. (laughs) 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 I just like the idea of the cow ramming into the cars. (laughs) (laughs) A cow would fuck a car up, dude. Yeah, I've seen someone hit a cow with a car, and it fucked the car up pretty badly, and the cow just walked away. Jesus. Um, now, Cujo is scary, but I did read that to get Cujo to attack the car, because uh, they use like five different dogs, um, they would put the dog's favorite toys in the car. So whenever you see Cujo going after the car, he's just trying to get at his favorite toy, which I thought was super precious. That was that was crazy when he got on top of the car and then he was like poking his head through the crack in the window. Then he like flipped over and then got right back on. Uh, I was like, wow, that dog's going through the ringer. Yeah, they were putting those dogs to work. But apparently, I mean, let's face it, all those dogs are dead now, so it's okay. That makes anybody. Those <laughs> <laughs> dogs are long dead. Probably that kid too. They're all hanging out with John Candy right now. <laughs> John Candy's riding Cujo through heaven right now. Jesus. Yep. Does he have like Valcor wings now? Yeah, I got so many. Yeah. Oh my god, I got so many photos. Cujo. <laughs> Candy. (laughs) (laughs) I come here. Oh man! I was worried we weren't gonna have anything to talk about. This is great. (laughs) Thank you, John Candy. I mean, he saves everything, doesn't he? Um, Mm -hmm. what are we watching next week? Uh, the dead zone. Ooh, the ice is gonna break. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. All right. Danny Pintaro, who played Ted, has uh, stars in eleven different things. One as recently as twenty seventeen. 
Oh, and in the upcoming Mujo. Oh man, we're bringing him back. He was a bringing him back. <gasps> I got it. He was a recurring character. <laughs> Who's the boss, Jonathan? One hundred ninety-six episodes of what? Who's the boss? Oh, I'll be damned. Uh, Good for him. The soul of Cujo comes back and lands in a cow, and it's Mujo. And Mujo is going to track down Ted and finish his business. <laughs> That's the movie. Hmm. You going supernatural with it? You got to. You gotta. You gotta. That's a, that's a cow with mad cow disease, but also possessed by an evil dog that also has rabies. That's a hell of a tagline for the movie. <laughs> Just a picture of me at the end going, fuck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a cow that has stuff with things and John Candy. Mucho. Right away, the producers are like, Isn't John Candy passed away? I'm like, We can do anything. <laughs> Security. Did you see Ant Man and the Wasp? Michelle Pfeiffer looked amazing. Yeah. Let's be honest, she looks amazing without all the CG. Yeah. Alright. <clears throat> well, those were our thoughts on Cujo. Um, if you saw the film, <laughs> uh, if we missed your favorite moments of Cujo, uh, write in, carpenterandspot at gmail.com. Uh, we also got that phone number. Uh, that people call and don't leave voicemails on. So, uh, call us and pitch us Mujo. We may uh, produce your uh, script. Oh man, you know what? I would be willing to work on a uh, <coughs> very short, but you know, maybe three-minute like audio trailer for Mujo. Write a little script, okay. get some cow sound effects. Mm. Get a woman screaming. Is your husband busy? <laughs> I need a I need a woman scream. <laughs> He'd be dead, I'm sure. Yeah. Um all right folks. Look forward to our audio sketch Mujo. Tom, we're gonna need some Hollywood money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tom should pitch Mujo to Activision. I know he works for a game company. Ooh, Mujo has a video. There you game. go. From the creators of Call of Duty. Mujo. Mujo. And then they go bankrupt. <laughs> now, I don't own the rights to Cujo, but I think we can get around that with Mujo. <laughs> We do own the rights to Mujo. We have a verbal trademark. That's binding. Yep. All right, Tom. You you have the Google number. You've called before. Hit us up. Let's get Mujo. Can you... Do you know... Hashtag the, Mujo. Yeah. I know Rockstar put it out, but Tom, do you know the people who made Red Dead Redemption? I figure there's some kind of, like, video game mixer that you guys all hang out at. <laughs> You know the guy who made Earthworm Jim. Ooh, do we'll you take know him. the guy who made Earthworm Jim? Did he also make Booger Man? Because those games look alike. Tom, look. We gotta... <laughs> Toe Jam and Earl. 
Tom, if you can get us in the room with the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog, I think we've got a real... You know what? Give me the guy who made Tetris. I think we can make this work. Like, Mujo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just when you thought it was safe to go... Never mind. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the actual tagline. Um, <laughs> Not the paragraph that you had earlier. No, you're right. The paragraph's better. That's my elevator pitch. If the elevator <laughs> broke down. <laughs> mm. I think we're in business on Mujo. Um, oh, definitely. We're going to be rich. This is going to be... We'll report back to you guys when we hear. But I think Mujo's going to be... Uh, we can finally stop doing this podcast. And I can chase my real dream. Make video games about Cow. evil cows. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, it's time for everybody's uh, favorite part of the show. <laughs> Break down the horror headlines of the week. It's Caleb's oh, horror idiot. horn moo. It's Caleb's horror horn Kindles in physical pain. Uh, <laughs> How long was that? <laughs> I, heard, I heard horn moo and then everything went black. <laughs> <clears throat> Legally, you were dead for five seconds. <laughs> Ooh, man. Uh, folks, this is the Caleb's Horror Horn Shoe, and uh, we do break down all the top stories um, uh, that, you know, I think are the top stories. <laughs> it's really it's really up to me, I guess. Um, uh, and we'll do that here, and we'll start it off with, uh, I made a note and then never watched it, but maybe Doug saw it, so we can talk about a uh, new Godzilla teaser. Did you catch that? I did see it, and it's very similar to the one they released earlier. Okay, so it's not not so, a ton of not a ton of new. No, it's just uh, eleven trying to reach someone on a uh, radio. That's basically all it is, and then you hear weird noises, which yeah, what... might be Mothra. <clears throat> yeah, that's what the first one was. Did you see all the uh, um, character designs that came out from that Tokyo Con for the toys? Well, for the the uh, yeah, there were the like creatures themselves. They, yeah, yeah, they look amazing, dude. It's gonna be, it's gonna be dope. Who all did we oh, see? Oh man, I can't wait. They showed everyone. They showed uh, Godzilla, Mothra, Rodan, and uh, King Ghidra. Yeah. King Ghidra looked insane. Uh, he is massive. <laughs> By the way, all these monsters are massive. They were like, we're going to make new <laughs> monsters, and they have to be ten times bigger than they ever were. Um, yeah. Because I think we're so desensitized to monsters. Dude, if a ten-foot Godzilla showed up, you'd shit your fucking pants. <laughs> yeah. 
But, I think the original Godzilla was, was like 120, 150 feet tall. Yeah, it was just like which is like the size of a building. Yeah, it was it was and the size the of the legendary what four hundred feet? Dude, the buildings came up to like its knees. Gigantic. Um I wanna say Shin Godzilla, the the last Toho Godzilla was like six hundred, five hundred. And in the uh, Godzilla animes on Netflix, he's a thousand feet. That's wild. It's crazy. That's a big. That's a big Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if Mujo got that big? <laughs> no. Oh, now, once Mujo takes off, they're gonna be calling us. Legendary's gonna be like, "Look, Kendall's walking out the door." <laughs> <laughs> Legendary's gonna be on the phone. They're like, "Look, we heard." You teamed up with Activision. We need King Kong versus Mujo. King Kong versus Mujo. And King Kong is the villain, and they have to inject Mujo with some super growth hormone thing <laughs> that makes him get all big like <laughs> fucking Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. So Mujo's gonna be like a robot. No, Mujo's gonna be like, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a Mujo, but he just gets bigger. <laughs> he's a Mujo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Doug, you're Where making it. Handle. Doug, you're making it ridiculous. This is gotta take this <laughs> oh, <I'm> seriously. Good night, everybody. <clears throat> All right, Michael Dougherty is gonna produce Mujo, uh, <laughs> King of Seamless. King of Cows. Transition. Um. Whew, all right. Uh, yeah. So Godzilla teaser, and you can see the Godzilla uh, monster designs online. Check those out. Uh, I am really, I'm really excited about these. Um, oh yeah. I just I can't wait, man. That's uh, it's just it's gonna every, be great. I like the uh, legendary Godzilla. A lot of people shit on it, but it, I, I dug it. A lot of people do shit on it. That's a good movie. I've rewatched it recently, and I I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, I just like Godzilla. I, I have since I was fucking single digits. Yeah, and if your problem so, with Godzilla was there wasn't enough Godzilla, well, just wait. It looks like you're gonna get two hours of monsters just. Fighting and shit, so it's coming. And Denny's gonna fight King Kong in two years. Oh man, that's gonna be awesome. Yep, mm, it's gonna be awesome. And then King Kong wins, takes down the Mujo. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta set these <laughs> things up, man. You gotta tease it. So the after credits, King Kong. And that'll set up our Mujo cinematic universe. Yeah, so after King Kong's credits, there's like a little stinger at the end where there's just like all these like dead cows and it looks like they've just been ripped apart and then there's just one cow kind of like making its way through the field and it's got blood all over it. But the ghosts, they have their ghost cows and they're all Bujos. Oh my god, we have a whole conjuring universe going on here. There are kangaroos, yeah. you got Rujo. <laughs> Rujo. Now that's, now look, oh shit. Now I feel like you're not, now I feel like you're 
not being serious. No, have you seen the howling? Yes. Wooges. Well, uh, have you seen? No, well, have you seen the howling? I think it's three or four. Where it's called the howling seen. colon marsupials, and it's killer kangaroos and shit. <laughs> I want to. So yeah, we're going that way. Yes. Uh, all the mujo you can handle. Rujo. Rujo. Um, Bujo was nice too. Um, oh, darling. Yes. Um, in the Stephen King universe, uh, Doctor Sleep has wrapped filming. Uh, that is, of course, the oh sequel. damn! I didn't know it started. Yep, they're done. Uh, sequel to The Shining, uh, directed by Mike Flanagan, who did the entirety of uh, Haunting of Hill House. So, uh, and that was a that was a big recommends from all three. Uh, no, who else in that? Uh, Doctor Sleep. Ewan McGregor is playing grown okay. Danny Torrance. Um, I don't know who else is. is Carla Gugino in there? I would bet money that she is. God, I hope so. Because they were. I hope so. This would be the third thing. Are you looking it up? She's fantastic. I love her. She is great in everything. Everything. Even my kids. What about is she in Son in Law? Is that her? Yeah, that's her. Wow. I've only seen Son in Law once. I love that movie so much. Uh, I own Son in Law, so we can watch it when you're up here. <laughs> Look forward to that. They're on a farm, uh, right? Eddie? They got cows on that farm? Yeah. Oh, man. Polly Shore. He's the, he's the hero of Mooja. <laughs> All right, we got Bruce Greenwood. Oh, that's the guy from... Uh, he he's was in... The he president was, and everything. Um, he was the, he was in those Star Trek reboot, reboots. He was in Double Jeopardy. Reboot? He was in those Star Trek reboots. He played uh, Captain Pike. Oh, yeah, it was Pike. Yep. Yeah. But he was also in the Stephen King movie. He's the voice of um, Batman in one of the animated movies. He was. Um, he was also in the Stephen King movie... Um, Gerald's Game, which is also directed by Mike Flanagan. Great movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I'll get to it when we cover it here. Is that the new one that's on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. This, uh, this guy Godino in it? is also in yes. Gerald's Game. And is also in Doctor Sleep. Carl Stryken? Mm. He, yeah, he's a nice, pretty creepy character in Gerald's Game. I'm excited about it. Um, do you know the premise of Dr. Sleep? No. Okay. Um, Danny is uh, grown, and uh, he, I, th- I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he has also become an alcoholic, so he kind of went down the same road um, as, his, uh, as his old man. But he uses his uh, he uses his shining to help. Um, he works in like nursing homes or whatever, and he helps like suffering old people. Just he uses it to just help them move on. You know, like he puts them to sleep, and then they just die peacefully. But there's a pack of uh, there's a pack of vampires who feast on people, like with Danny's particular power set. You know. Like anyone who hmm. has the, anyone who has that psychic vampires. Yeah, anyone who has the shining. Like apparently, it's like you know, really 
I don't know. These vampires are like addicted to that blood, or they just crave that blood, or whatever. So they're they're looking for people like Danny, and I think Danny finds another girl who has the Shining, and maybe the vampires are after her. I don't really remember. Um, Have you I read it? I didn't read it, but I was I was reading online about it before it came out because I was really excited and then I bought the book and then I never read it and then my dog ate it because she was like this ain't Cujo Uh, uh, (laughs) yeah so um but yeah I believe that's the premise it's it's in the neighborhood so there are Mm -hmm, there are definitely vampires alright yeah I'll check it out I will too. I like you and McGregor. Uh, I kind of have to for the podcast. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, and uh, the only other story I have for this week is that John Carpenter is open to writing the score for any for the next Halloween sequel. I'm down for it. I am too. The new score was pretty good. New score was pretty good, and they're gonna make these movies with or without him, with some version of that score. So why not get paid? Yeah. Yeah. You should just do it. Like, they're going to make them with or without you. It doesn't matter whether the movie's good or not. Like, and that's all he really wants to do anyway is write and play music. So yeah. there you go. There you go. And how long does it take to write one of those scores, really? Not that long. Got the groundwork. Yeah. You got the. You have the theme. You just got to update that a little bit, and then you got to write new music. Um what, what you got like three or four classic pieces that have to be in there and then you get to play around and add some new things I like that new score and it's one of the things I like most about that movie so yeah <coughs> might as well even if they're horrible like you know even if you got like a Halloween resurrection which is trash what if I don't what think if, we'll ever go down that kind of road again I don't but know. Uh, I don't know. Who knows what the future holds? Um, I think I think they'll do whatever. I think they'll just churn out whatever garbage. Um, now, will you see a Halloween new Halloween sequel? Mm-mm. I think I'm done. They'd really. I mean, I'll be there opening day. Nah. I Even just, if it's garbage, I'll just I'll let you report back to me on what you thought. All right. Um, but I just, I don't know. I, after going through it, I realized I don't, I don't like that series. I, I only like three movies. So for me, Michael blew up in the hospital in Haddonfield and Halloween two, And that was the end of it. All right. Well, the whole franchise is uh, choose your own adventure. So it really is. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't know. They'd have to do something crazy. Like, John Carpenter would have to direct it for me to be like, oh, okay, I'll check that out. Because I'll see anything he makes. Yeah, especially go some Yeah, especially if it's Mujo. <laughs> what if he was like, I'm coming out of retirement, and the first movie I'm making is Ghost of Mars 2, because you guys didn't appreciate it. Ghost of Mars 2, colon, Mujo. <laughs> Jason Statham has to stop a Mujo. An alien cow. Yes. All right. Now we're putting, yeah. Now now the cows. It writes itself. Oh man, it really does. That was a good movie. Um, 
<laughs> I like looked at you her. Put the gun down. Um, I'm zoned out completely. <laughs> yeah, but my thinking is, my thinking is, he should write the score because they're gonna they're gonna do it. Somebody else is gonna make money off of your thing. You might as well be the one who makes it. All the other scores of all the other Halloween movies are complete ripoffs of the original score. Yeah, so somebody's just gonna do a worse so, version of what I mean, you've already done. Halloween is his baby. He should just, you know, take care of it from now on. I guess. Have some sort of, sort of uh, input or to do with it. Yeah, because they're just going to keep doing it. He tried to just get away from yeah. it. And people are just like, no, this can never die. He's embraced it. Might as well. At least the scores will be good. That's, I mean, absolutely. <clears throat> um, yeah, that was all the, uh, that was all the hard news that I thought it was fit to bring up. All right. I'm just consumed with Mujo at this point. Mm-hmm. I'll be up all night. <laughs> I'll send you my treatment in the morning. Yeah. I'm gonna quit Give my me the job. first ten pages. I'm gonna quit my job early. <laughs> I thought you were moving for a month. Can't come in, Mujo. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> I call him from a block number. He has no idea who I am. A block buster. What? A blocked number. Oh. I went to the one blockbuster left of the country. I'm like, I need everything you got on Mujo's. I think there is literally one blockbuster still left open. There's one. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's in... Um, there were two in Alaska. I think they both closed. There's one left, and it's in like Washington or uh, somewhere like that. Like, yeah, Washington or South Dakota or some shit so, like that. I think maybe so. It's yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's one left. Actually, I think maybe that last one closed too. I might be wrong. Mm. R.I.P. Yeah, really the end. Gone too soon. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was gone a decade ago. <laughs> Just imagine walking down the aisles of Blockbuster, seeing Mujo. Kindle's asleep. Wake her up. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's in pain. <clears throat> That's what she gets for liking the Grinch. <laughs> you can sit through Mujo. <laughs> I'd watch Mujo. <laughs> you're going to. <laughs> Your friend makes a movie, you're not going to go see it? That's terrible. No, she'd be the first one there. She'd have to be. Mm-hmm. She's going to be like dedicated to Kindle. <laughs> she'll be there, but she'll have blackout sunglasses on and asleep. <laughs> like a like weekend at Bernie's, but not dead. And if there's not a just dead Bujo on the inside or Rujo Easter egg, I'm setting the theater on fire. <laughs> oh, there's going to be hints to the universe. I'm just thinking right, about. Done? Nah, I was just thinking about possibilities. <laughs> They're endless. Oh man, what was next week? Oh yeah, Dead Zone. All right, I I Dead doubt there's, there's not gonna be any Mujo talk next week unless I hit up a breakthrough this week. But um, <laughs> no, Dead Zone. 
Dead Zone's really cool, man. Uh, Christopher Walken um, as a leading man, which we don't see uh, terribly often. Um, really cool. Have you ever seen Dead Zone? Have not. Did you see the TV series? Nope. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty cool one. I like the book. I like the movie. Um and uh, you guys know that the famous the ice is going to break quote opens up our show each and every week so um, mm-hmm. look forward to that and it's a bit more I think there's a bit more to dive into with that it's not just you know fucked up dog hates cars it's Cronenberg, right? oh yeah so we can we can do we can talk about some Cronenberg too that'll be fun I mean, I cool. brought up I brought up Lewis Teague's Navy Seals, and nobody wanted to get into it. So, mm. have you ever seen Navy Seals? I've never seen it. My only knowledge of Navy no. Seals is that line from Clerks. From Clerks. Yeah, I know yeah. what the I know what the VHS cover looks like, <clears throat> and that one kid just going, "Ooh, Navy Seals." Isn't um, Charlie Sheen in that? He is. Yeah. And I believe um, Emilio's in it also. I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, and Martin Sheen is in Dead Zone. See, it all ties in, folks. It all ties back. It all mm. comes back together. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about Cujo or Mujo or Rujo or Bujo? Glujo, whatever you want to talk about. Oh, that's a horse one. Is that a yeah. horse one? Yep. <laughs> Uh, Cujo's great. Yeah, Cujo. Recommend. Yeah, it may it may seem like we were all over the place, but I Cujo is worth a watch. And we were. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> it may I, seem that way. I do have a recommends. Um. Oh I yeah. Watched, Any ranch recommends? Have you guys watched um, Film Worker, the Leon Vitale documentary? Leon nope. Vitale was Stanley Kubrick's like right hand, like an extension of Stanley Kubrick for pretty much his entire career. Um, he was mm. the, he was the leading role in Barry Lyndon, mm-hmm. and then he just abandoned his acting career to serve Stanley Kubrick the rest of his life. What's it called? Film worker. Got it. Film worker available on Netflix. It's really good. Really, really good. Sounds up my aisle. Hmm. Interesting. Um I don't I didn't watch anything this week. Bunch of bunch of King of the Hill. I haven't watched anything except for Christmas specials. I have been watching Christmas movies, I'll tell you that much. I watched The Grinch, both of them. Uh, in fact, Carrie came in, caught me watching the live-action Grinch, and was shaking his head. Oh, boy. Because I just ranted and raved about it for 20 minutes. But uh, I don't know if this came across, but we watch it every year, and I hate it every time. But we throw it on because it's the holiday season, as you know. Um, watched Elf today. What a great movie. That's a good movie. I like Elf. <clears throat> How much money has John Favreau made off that Elf movie? 
and every year it's like seems like it's more beloved and it's mm-hmm. like up there with the classics and there's more merchandise that just keeps getting pumped out and pumped out and pumped out yeah dude it is Funko especially there's tons of elf things coming out this dude. year alone they got a buddy the elf cereal i saw it target yeah, it's a target mm-hmm. um it's you know that doesn't happen where you know they make christmas movies <clears> every <throat> year but i can't remember the last one they got like inducted into the canon of christmas movies like that i think the one before that would have to be christmas vacation I can't. I couldn't name another one. I think a recent one, maybe The Grinch. I was about to say. I People think the, that one. I think I was about to say. I think The Grinch was probably the most recent one. But usually, Christmas movies just. I mean, there's there's one every year, two or three. Yeah. Um, well, there's eighty four every year on the Hallmark Network. <laughs> that's, man. And I they mean, all star Winnie Cooper from the Wonder Years. When are they just going to change the name of that channel to Christmas Movie Channel? Like, just get there. Did they literally at the stroke of midnight on Halloween, aka well, when it turns into November first, mm-hmm. it's fucking Christmas movie, original Christmas movies twenty four seven until like the second week of January. Last year, I went through the guide just to see how often movies are repeated. Very seldom. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. seldom. They have so many that they can run them constantly. And almost never repeat yeah. them. Do people truly watch yeah. and enjoy those? Yes. I've never yeah, seen a my grandmother's one of them. Christmas there are movie. people there are people that look forward to it all year. I take that back. I did see yeah. one with Dolly Parton because Dolly Parton, but Yeah. That's it. Yeah, there was it Christmas nine to five? <laughs> I don't know. Christmas nine to five. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I might check it out. Um Every single one of them is a businessman or woman who goes from the city to the country or a small town, <laughs> yeah. and the real spirit of Christmas gets a hold of them, and then they fall in love. You hicks have changed my mind. I love Christmas and everybody. Every, happy holidays. You really want that doll, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Full circle, folks. That's right, folks. Hey, thank you for listening to TCR. Um, if you have questions, comments, concerns, uh, you know, we can, we can be reached. Uh, CarpenterRanspot at gmail.com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can send mail to our house, as happened before. Um, and mm-hmm. we have that Google Voice number. That no, I mean somebody calls it and they hang up. So it's a bunch of pranksters out leave there. Leave a message, folks. Come on. Yeah, leave a message. I left a really cute, outgoing message. Um, you can hear it and you can tell your story and uh, send us your pitch ideas for Mujo. We'll play them. We'll have a whole Mujo special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Christmas nine to five, which is our second project. Oh man, we got so much work to do. That voicemail number is seven three one four three nine eight eight two one. That's right, folks. Call. Um, it'll go to voicemail. You're not gonna talk Pick to me. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Pick up the phone. Um, it'll go to voicemail. You can leave us a little message. We'll play it. Um, 
if it's good. If it's trash, we might play it and make fun of you. So there's all these options. If you got phone anxiety like I do, there's not a human on the other end. Just leave a message. Yeah, no and if you're not happy with it, say, hey, don't play this or air this or just disregard this, and we'll yeah. totally do that. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, I think that is... I think that's Cujo. That's enough. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> we need... <laughs> That needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> Carpet rants. That's, That's a tagline for Mujo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks, we've been the nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. I'm Kendall. Keep on mujo <laughs> No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to the Carpenter Rants. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podbean. And Spotify.